lessons Dynasty our religion for the blokes missing On all of these trades, on all of these plays On all of these grades, by the end of the day y'all getting played So what you gonna do next, try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text, that trash off is the best You try to make it complex, then they text you back Now all of a sudden they don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy Trade's not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice, from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's a... And I always be traded And I always be traded And I always be traded Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them Fish Welcome, Fantasyland, to episode 150. Dan, can you believe it? I cannot believe it. I can't even count how many I've been on. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's not 150, so I'm in awe of you, JD. That's a a great accomplishment. And uh, hats off to you and kudos to you. You've uh, you've built a a great podcast, and, and somehow I have managed to not tank it completely. So... You know, uh, it's good. The opposite, brother. The opposite. You bring the brains to the to the whole operations, man. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate uh, you know you helping me uh, along this ride and, and being a part of it. And uh, we, you know, we definitely appreciate our listeners, people who watch us on YouTube, listen to us uh, podcast format, follow us on Twitter, send us trades. You know, support us uh, with our merch. Shout out to those who support us, our partners over at Viridian Global, uh, Will, Mark, the whole gang over there. We want to thank uh, also Dynasty Depot, uh, Nelson and, and the crew, definitely big supporters. Uh, we have a nice partnership with them. And uh, of course, you know, Dan, our, our biggest partners, our, our biggest uh, supporters, the FFPC. So they've been with us. Uh, the FFPC has actually been, you know, with us for a while now, for at least two seasons um, if not three, we really appreciate their support. Go check them out. MyFFPC.com if you're not already out there, but guys, we're here to party tonight, man. We're here to celebrate. We're here to talk about all the action and goodness going on in the NFL, in our own leagues, trade strategies, wherever this takes us, Dan. And we brought three of the best, including first one of the OGs. Welcome, Nathan. Pilton. What's up, fellas? For, for those who don't know, Nate and I started this thing literally. He was, I, don't, I think we were both in our garages. Uh, you were squished between a dryer and a, and a fan or something like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. The background was the, the garage and the, and the, the fan because it was hot as hell. And, and the dryer running in the background. Like, we, yeah, we were green and you could tell, but it, it wasn't the original goat cast with a few little quirks and technical adjustments, I would I call them. But <laughs> those are still fun, man. I mean, the stuff that we even were able to do back then, I think one of our like first five episodes, we got like a five team trade done, like something, something crazy like that. 
Um, this, and but we, it's because we had a great guest at the time, and you know, we we started up this podcast uh, out of a group of the goat leagues, um, and we brought them all on and just talked about it and said, "Hey guys, let's get a big trade done." We got a five team trade. <laughs> it was fun, man. I, I, I forgot about that actually. That's a that's a classic one. That's if insane. you can find that one in the archives, I don't even think that was on Podbean. I think we were on something different back when we when we oh, actually. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's a great great memory right there. The five team trade. I don't know if that's ever been done on the air anywhere Not else. Nothing, I know. <laughs> so again, uh, follow at Nathan underscore Pilmer on Twitter. For those who don't know, he's all three guys tonight. But I would say Nathan is kind of that. Uh, you know, he's he's like the artery through the league, man. He just keeps the flow going all the time. He will hit up your trades question mark. DM at least five times a day. It's awesome to have you in the leagues, man. It's awesome to to have started this thing with you and uh, just to have become friends even through this whole craziness. And uh, yeah, man, we're happy to have you on tonight. Appreciate you taking the time. It's been my absolute pleasure uh, to be a part of the, the show and of obviously the leagues. Uh, it, uh, there's no comparison, clearly. Agreed, man. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm, uh, Dan and I are in some great, uh, we share some teams. We're in some awesome DMs. Uh, the Hardway, shout out to the Hardway crew, like some of the sharpest minds definitely out there. Uh, but the GOAT League is always, it, it'll stand up to any any DM, any league. Just the, the again, the, yeah. the sharpness, the intelligence, the activity, the 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 friendship that's in there. I mean, it's it's something special, man, for sure. Yep, without a doubt. We, uh, we, have, we have complete freedom to bust each other's balls pretty good in there. So that's, that's something we always enjoy. <laughs> we don't uh, miss an opportunity, though. No, we don't really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We, uh, we brought a couple, couple more goats tonight. One of them is on here. He's on here regularly these, these days. So we'll start with uh, our boy, The Shiva, at The Shiva82. Welcome, Eric, back to the GOAT District. Always a blast to have you on, brother. Yes, sir, man. It's been a long time. I appreciate it as always, man. And congratulations to, to you three. I know JD and Nate kind of started the uh, the GOAT cast, and, you know, Dan's been uh, rock solid with you side by side for a long time now as well, man. So congratulations on episode 150, and it's a, it's a great honor uh, to be able to celebrate with you guys, man. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate you coming on. And for those who don't know Eric, uh, one of the sharpest best ball minds out there. Uh, one of the funnest guys to play Dynasty with. Uh, we've got a league on the FFPC. We play on, and now you're in the GOAT leagues with us. And uh, just another active guy that likes to to brew it up in fantasy. The the last guy we're going to bring in, Dan, like I said, he's been on here often these last, uh, these last few weeks, and we love having him on. He's also... The OG, the OG fantasy. See you, man. Welcome back, brother. Always fun to have you on. Well, happy to be here. Congratulations on 150. That's a, that's a real honor. Um, I listened to the GOAT District before I was on the GOAT District, and uh, it's a great podcast, and uh, I, I wish you luck on the next 150. Appreciate that, man. And uh, we're glad to have you part of the team. Guys, this is going to be fun tonight. I mean, not only is it the 150, but the NFL, to help us celebrate, has just dropped an explosion of action. You know, it's it's like they just like all all over our our goodness. I mean, it's fun for fantasy. It's it's fun for this podcast. 
So tonight we're going to talk free agents. Like I said in in the intro, we're going to talk free agents. We're going to talk about how we approach free agency. You know, you guys can talk about strategies. You know, are you trading before or after? How you kind of approach that, and uh, and we'll get into some some specific trades later on. You know, whether it's our own trades, trades that we've we, you know we're talking about. And Dan, we we even uh, we're on the clock in uh, in in the newest of Nate's creations. The impatient has started another uh, the money league this time. So uh, we're we're on the clock at one oh three in that one. If we have time, maybe we sneak that in. Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of goodness happening uh, on the, the free agent wire today. I mean, like I just I, I took a couple hours off after I got off of work, you know, to, uh, you know, cook some dinner and spend some time with the wife. And I get back on here. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Curtis Samuel has a job. Uh, Gerald Everett has a job. You know, it's, it's just crazy. So, guys, let's start it off. I know. Uh, you know what? Let's start it off and uh, we'll go to Washington. I know, Eric, you were excited with uh, with um, Curtis Samuel ending up there, complimenting the F1. Uh, Nate, I know you're a big fan of the Fitzmagic after his, his stint in uh, in Bucksville. Always for- be humble. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like 100 years ago, by the way. It does, doesn't uh, it? It's strange. Yeah. <laughs> crazy it's like he's been he's he's been through like four franchises since then or something but um yeah like a lot a lot of good things happening to a team that was already solid on both sides of the ball like solid enough offensively to get into the playoffs not obvious you know the quarterback was probably the the one of their weakest links uh how are you guys feeling about the the moves that are being made out there in washington eric i'll go to you first you know the excitement i know samuel's a guy that you I'm guessing best ball is, is on your rosters and that's where the excitement's from. Oh, absolutely, man. He's probably, uh, I think him and CD lamb are my most owned players of, of all, uh, in, in all of best ball. But, um, I think my excitement from Samuel going to Washington was more so that he avoided, uh, going to new England and Baltimore. Uh, I was hoping to get a little bit greedy with Samuel. I was hoping he would land in uh, green Bay or uh, Kansas city, but, uh, you know, again, that's just being greedy, but you know, being able to get back with Ron Rivera, who he started with in Carolina, man. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like he, he knows how to use Samuel. You get Fitzmagic over there that can air it out. Um, you know, the defenses aren't going to be able to focus on him because they got F1 over there. You still got Logan Thomas over the middle of the field. Um, so it, it, it's, you know, it's not the greatest. It, it's not my favorite landing spot for him, but it's definitely far from the worst. Uh, I, I'm a fan of I I will say this. For whatever reason, wherever Fitzmagic goes, uh, he seems to get yanked, uh, whether it's middle of the season, towards the end of the season. So I don't know what Washington's going to do in the draft for a quarterback, but, um, you know, I'm a little scared about that, you know, because, I mean, for, for whatever reason, every time, man, I mean, you just look at Tampa Bay and Buffalo and Miami and, you know, the other eight, nine teams he's been on. So, um, but, yeah, it appears to be wheels up for Washington right now. Might have something to do with the INTs. I don't know. Maybe it's something, man. <laughs> so Nate, Nate Dog, where were you seeing? Are you seeing anything in, in Washington that that's kind of catching your attention? Whether it's a sell, a buy, an opportunity here, like who's Fitzy helping that you're thinking I want to either go out and get, or you know what, maybe the hype's too big, or where, where are you sitting right now in this franchise? Uh, well, I mean. <laughs> After uh, last year, I, mean, I, I think we had this discussion briefly, and I was defending Heineke. 
Uh, yeah. Yep. Pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, I, and I still do. And it's not that, um, uh, you know, I, I love Fitz Magic, man, obviously. Um, but I, I think he brings a, a different element, a uh, downfield element to it. And then if you're looking at last year, I think so they had McLaren. And then there was like uh, what Cam Sims was the, the guy they were really trying to get something out of. A lot of guys were looking at uh, Antonio Golden. Was, was someone who they were hoping for because he was like a, a the late round rookie sleeper or whatever you would call him. And then, you know, and you know, Logan Thomas was great, but uh, this team needed some, some talent. And that, that Curtis Daniel guy is just a uh, Swiss army knife, man. And uh, I think you, you look at Ron Rivera, who obviously knows what he can do. So it's just a really good fit for, for Curtis Samuel, no doubt. Um, but man, I, I, I got to look at, Fitz, Fitz Magic here and be like, that's a guy I, I'm going to try and sell right now. And for some of the reasons that, you know, Eric had talked about, it's like, uh, he's a great locker room guy. He's a great mentor guy. He's just a great player. Guys like him. Um, and I just don't think at this point he's the long-term answer for anywhere that he goes to. Obviously, he keeps going from team to team to team. There's going to be a lot of teams out there, or fantasy teams, looking for a quarterback. Uh, and I'm guessing the guys who had uh, Fitzpatrick on their team weren't counting on him anyways, or if they were, God, God help you, but you probably got an early draft pick. I'm just going to try and see what I can get him. Maybe I'm going to add him to a, a draft pick to move up into the next round, something like that one. But he's a, he's a guy I'm trying to sell. As much as I love him, uh, I, I have to try and move him while I can. He's, 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 a, he's a, you know, what's the, the term, a, a ticking clock right now. So, uh, again, yeah, love him. He's probably going to do well for the guys there, like McLaren and Samuel. Uh, and Logan Thomas, but she's uh, you got to seize the opportunity. Dan, anyone else in Washington that 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 we haven't touched on before we go to Green Bay, where I'm where I'm going to cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think for Washington, you know, one of the things I like about uh, Fitzmagic is he he seems to really help team chemistry wherever he goes. And I think that's going to, you know, I think Washington was already starting to develop some decent team chemistry last year and starting to believe a little bit. And I think he's just going to help that out. Uh, you know, and with all deference to Nate, um, I agree. Uh, selling Fitzmagic is the right thing to do. Um, you know, if I owned him, I would probably wait until sometime in September, try to get uh, a couple of really good games out of him. Uh, you know, get people really, uh, foaming at the mouth about, uh, you know, the possibility of him throwing, you know, 30, 35 TDs or something like that. Just wait for him to play Dallas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but I, I, I do like the collection of skill players they got there. I mean, they've got kind of an interesting set with, uh, you know, with Gibson and then uh, Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, they've got McLaurin to take the top off the defense and, uh, you know, work the deeper parts. Uh Samuel can do all of that, you know, and they can do a lot of mixing and matching too. You know, they can put Samuel in the, the backfield. They can put Gibson out wide. Uh, they could have McKissick, Gibson, and uh, Samuel all in, uh, you know, the formation at the same time and really stress out a defense that way. So I'm I'm kind of excited and curious to see what uh, they come up with offensively, but I think it's going to be good. I, I bought a ton of Samuel over the past year uh, just waiting, you know, because I knew he was going to be a free agent and, you uh, you know, hoping he would hit a good landing spot because I, I'm still a big, big believer in his talent. So, you know, I think uh, I think it's going to be a fun year in Washington. I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Theo, Eric touched upon Fitzy getting pulled, and uh, we all know he's not a long-term solution there. Is there a scenario that you've kind of 
thought of or that that you like in Washington because they're kind of setting up the stage for a young quarterback to come in there, you know, maybe sooner rather than later? Is that through the draft? Is there someone that you would like to see there? What are your thoughts on that before we leave Washington? I, I think they'll address it in the draft. They're going to add, add a quarterback. Um, I think it's Fitzmagic's team. I think they bring him in with the idea that uh, that he's going to be an upgrade to the quarterback position. Uh, he'll bring some consistency. Uh, you know, occasionally, uh, like Eric said, he's going to throw four picks. It's going to happen with Fitzmagic. But he also offers you, um, you know, a, a quarterback who can push the ball downfield, a quarterback who can put up some points. Uh, he can still scramble a little bit. Um, I'm very bullish on this offense. It's uh, McLaurin is the only uh, skill position player that was there before Rivera got there. It's going to be very much Rivera's team. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, like Dan touched on, I, I think Samuel adds such a dynamic element to the offense. I think he helps out McLaurin uh, by taking away attention. And I think that he's just such a multi-talented player. He had 41 carries last year and 97 targets. I don't know if he's going to get, um, you know, quite that volume, but I think that he's going to be, uh, you know, somebody who is going to be a very exciting player for, for uh, Washington. And, uh, yeah, I'm very bullish on the team. I think that they are, uh, you know, going to be back in the playoffs. And I think that, it, you know, what's going on there is, is is all good things. And in terms of who I would be trying to buy, I would be shooting um, a couple of offers for there to try to get McLaurin. I think, you know, potentially some people might be scared off by them adding a Samuel, uh, especially with his history with Rivera. I just believe in, in McLaurin's talent. I think that, it, you know, it's coming up on year three for him. Um, he's seen so many different quarterbacks in his time in Washington, and this should be his, his best and most consistent quarterback play he's seen. So I would be trying to buy some Terry McLaurin right now. I sent out some offers for him. None have been successful. But uh, he seemed like the kind of guy I would like to add to my dynasty teams. Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure, too, there was last year 14 points separated TMC and PPR and Curtis Samuel, man. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And yeah. they were also teammates at Ohio State, which yep. is kind of a cool cool dynamic. Um, cool. I know that McCarn sent out some tweet about how uh, he used to talk about this with uh, with Samuel in the dorms. They talked about being on the same NFL team, which so I thought that was that was really cool. Um, but I just think McLaurin's the alpha, and Samuel is the sort of player that, that's been used all over the field. I think we could see a scenario where – I think we could see a scenario where Terry McLaurin's a wide receiver one next year, and that doesn't mean Samuel can't be a you know, wide receiver two or wide receiver three. For sure. I think they're both going to get enough uh, enough volume with, with Fitzmagic back there. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very bullish on the situation. All right, guys, let's go to Green Bay. I This this is one of those situations that definitely hurt me. Um, I was trying to share something here, but it's not working. Um, with Aaron Jones being signed, I honestly did not think. I thought I was safe. I'm sure a lot of Fantasyland was in, were in the same boat. Um, I know I made trades involving Dylan, Dylan uh, thinking, you know, I'm getting ahead of the, the game. So as we go around – maybe addressing the different situations in Green Bay, maybe touch on your strategies trade-wise when it comes to free agency. Uh, Dan, if I go to you, I know you're, again, I always, you know, like you're a bit more patient, you know, when it comes to, to certain, is that a scenario where you're showing patience when it comes to 
free agency and you rather wait before you buy or sell a player or do you see an opportunity to maybe, you know, kind of like what I did with Dylan and, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as far as patience goes, I think, um, you know, most of my patience probably goes towards, um, you know, holding on to players that I have until I think their value is, you know, as high as it's going to be for a while. Um, and just having a sense of, you know, is their value likely to climb again or not? Uh, in the case of, uh, Dylan, he was somebody that I was making aggressive plays for. Um, you know, I, I think that, before free agency starts is the time to get out there and make some aggressive plays. You're going to be wrong some of the times, but you're going to be really right some of the times too. Uh, you know, and if Aaron Jones had gone somewhere else, uh, you know, and it was Jamal Williams and uh, AJ Dillon, I think that could have been really special for Dillon, uh, you know, with the, you know, what he's shown already. And so I didn't have any problem going out there and making some trades for Dillon. Uh, and when Aaron Jones got non-tendered on a couple of teams where I had Dylan, I offered him around. I was trying to get a first out of him. Uh, you know, that, that did not work. But, uh, you know, because everybody was a little bit skittish about what's going to happen with Aaron Jones. You know, is he still going to end up there? And, uh, you know, sometimes you make that gamble and uh, it just doesn't work out. But that's fine. I, I was on with uh, on Matty Big Chess. He's got a new show. Check him out on YouTube. And I said, you know, the one thing I'm not upset that I went after Dylan as aggressively as I did. I'm upset that I didn't hedge my bet with Aaron Jones the way that I had planned on. Like I made a couple attempts at it and I kind of gave up on it. Uh, if I had been more aggressive and maybe gotten a couple shares, it would have balanced out uh, the loss that that I got with Dylan. But um, Nate, where are you on, you know, pre and post free agency? Are you trying to play? A riskier game. I know you're kind of trading all this. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's. So, so where are you with that? And anything else in Green Bay that you like or dislike, or that you maybe that you're hoping to see in the receiver, you know, position? Maybe? Okay. So yeah, I mean, the, Green Bay is a great team to watch right now. I mean, and just to start things off, I think you know, for all the know me, I'm not patience isn't my. Answer. Uh, <laughs> I, if, if, if my mindset on something, I'm probably going to go after and, and go after pretty hard. And it's probably not going to work most of the time because the guys I'm going for. Well, see, here's, here's a learning lesson because the guys I'm going for, I probably waited actually too long or I'm behind because I'm not listening to the GoCast enough, right? I didn't know I need to be up to date. But it's like you don't make a good profit um, when you're waiting for someone to produce. You, you really want to – kind of go with your gut a little bit sometimes and look at the numbers, look at, look at the situation. And I think when you're looking at AJ Dillon, the, it was the right move to go after him. No doubt. I don't blame anybody for going for it, but like, I guess it's strange in green Bay because you never know what they're doing things that don't make sense. I mean, they, they drafted Jordan love in the second, they drafted AJ Dillon, you know, uh, in the second as well. Right. Um, and, and only to come back and resign um, uh, Aaron Jones for, However long he did, he, he's going to be there for he's going to be the lead back for three years. AJ Dillon is going to have a tough time finding fantasy relevancy without an injury to happen. Um, but again, it was the right move to go that way, just because you look at the cap situation, you look at the situation with the contract that, that um, uh, Jones was looking for. He had other teams interested in him, and if, and if you wait until after Jones goes somewhere else, and it's certain that Dillon is the, is the lead back, I mean the perception price, or maybe I call it the upside price for the pre Jones signing elsewhere um, was already pretty decent. Like people didn't want to get rid of him without some 
you know, insurance or a feel good price on his head. Uh, but if Jones goes somewhere else and then they're for, sh- for sure knowing that Dylan's there, you're not getting that, like, you're not getting Dylan without paying an arm leg. So um, I know guys who traded um, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire for AJ Dylan straight up, you know, Ooh. before everything went down. Um, you know, that's still not me. I, I, I'm not that risky guy. I don't like chasing the upside too much, as you guys know. Um, but I mean, I, can, I can't, I can't blame people for doing it. I think Dylan was a good target for a package, like add him into the trade. Like he was going to be someone that I would like, okay, I want him in there, but he was, wasn't the focal point of my trade. Uh, but I know that some guys did that and that's really biting the ass. If he wasn't the focal point in your trade, if, if he wasn't like those types of guys, at least you can look at it. It's like, okay, you know, fine. He was eh, in the trade. It didn't really hurt me. I got the guy I wanted. If he, if he became the lead back in Green Bay, fantastic. It paid off. He became a bonus. Uh, but yeah, take the leap, go with your gut. The situation called for it and it just didn't go your way. So you, you don't want to be behind. You want to be ahead. And sometimes it takes that leap. You got to take that leap. Maybe I throw the first trade on the table since you kind of brought that. So I moved in my FFPC, which I just won the 500. I moved Adams for Sutton, the 107, and A.J. Dillon. So, wrong, yeah. even, even with Dillon, I mean, yeah, I think still Adams is going to give you the production overall here. But still, you got a great insurance place on the pick. And, and who was the first one against Sutton? Sutton. I really like Sutton coming back this year. Good. It just depends good. on the quarterback. Again. Great, buy. great buy right now. Yeah, absolutely. The Shiva, anything to add in Green Bay uh, that, that you'd like to see at the receiver position? I know, unfortunately, A-Rob is, is not going to end up there. I don't know if we do, – did we get a final on Kenny G? Is he in New York or is that just still a rumor? He might be in Cincinnati too. Yeah, that's oh, the latest Cincinnati. pop-up. Uh, yeah, who, who knows what's going on? Well, I, what are you doing, I, I, I've heard um, they're supposed to be looking or they were interested in looking at T.Y. Hilton, too. But then I heard the Colts want to resign him. So, I mean, I, you know, a lot of fluff out there right now, a lot of smoke and rumors. So, um, but yeah, that Green Bay situation was tough for the A.J. Dillon, man. Uh, you know, truthers and owners out there, I, especially in, in best balls where, where the drafts have been going. You know, people were starting to get pretty ballsy with him. Uh, you know, I've seen him as high as the third, fourth round. Um and, you know, they, they took a little kick. But, I mean, on the other side of that, like, you, you can't be afraid to be wrong, right? I mean, you got to find your guys that you think are going to grow, that you think are going to get in that opportunity. And you're not psychic, man. Nobody is. So you're going to be wrong. Um, you just want to be calculated about that and try not to be wrong every time. Uh, unfortunately, it was a bad break. Uh, you know, it, if you if you had good process and you had a good reason why you were going after Dylan, then, you know, you I mean, it's, it's fantasy, man. Like, you were wrong. You know, I, I had a couple shares of Dylan. I definitely wasn't overexposed, but I'm sure I'm going to get, you know, punched uh, quite a few times coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I and mean, it's just part of the game, man. I, I look at trades in that league that I ended up winning. All my trades in the preseason, horrible. Like, there's one, <laughs> yeah. there's one where I sent Matt Breda, or sorry, I meant I sent, um, Sony Michelle, Damian Harris, Hunter Renfrew in 210 for Darius Geis and Matt Breda. No. Beautiful. 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 It sounded good at the time. Yeah. And then well, I, I mean, you didn't lose like major <laughs> players. You lost a little yeah. value. You lost decent value, but not backbreakers. 
anyways, I got a, the point is I made like three or four really like trades. Now, when I look at them, they look bad, but I made such good trades during this <laughs> that I ended up winning it. And that's why you got to stay active, right? Hashtag always be trading. Theo, oh, yeah. Theo, uh, there, I want to go to New England. But before we go to New England, anything that we missed that you haven't been able to mention in, in either Green Bay or Washington? And then if not, start it off, man. Do you like the New England moves? With, uh, tell the people where you're at. Well, with Green Bay, I, I think uh, one, one thing that I'm looking forward to is Aaron Jones uh, getting a chance to get a, a ton of receiving work. I think that with Jamal Williams leaving um, – you know, he, he's had at least 34 targets every year in his career. And we haven't seen Aaron Jones have a monster receiving year ever. I his, his career high is like 49 receptions. Um, I think that could be the way the team is heading. I think that Dylan, if he just takes over the Jamal Williams role, you know, he's still getting maybe, a, you know, 35, 40% snap share. But maybe Aaron Jones receives the the bulk of that uh, that receiving work, and we see just a monster year from him. So I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. And then in terms of New England, I mean, hey, listen, they uh, I'm not I'm not so sure about how how it's going to be for fantasy football. For real football, I think that uh, what they're doing is is interesting. They went and got their guys. Um, I think that Johnu and Hunter Henry together as a tandem um, for for uh, you know could be could be an effective attack. For my fantasy teams, I have uh, I have one dynasty team which has now John Smith and Hunter Henry as my tight ends, which uh, I'm in a little bit of a bind there. Um, but you know, I, I I don't quite understand the um, the wide receiver signings, especially based on what they gave Nelson Aguilar. But they uh, but they um, you know they certainly went and got their guys, and um, it doesn't seem like they're done yet. They that seems like they're they're in the they're rumor for Chris Carson. They're rumored for Leonard Fournette. I mean, they're they're just not done. So, you know, they had a taste of a, of a, of an ugly season, and I think that they just want to put that behind them. So, I'm 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 very interested to see what's going to happen with the Patriots. But yeah, the uh, the Henry and John are together. It just kind of kills each other's value, in my opinion. I know all these people are having these uh, you know illusions of of Gronk and Hernandez together. It's just not that. I mean, people got to give up on that one. It's just not going to happen. But um, you know. I think they're both probably going to end up like right around tight end 15 and kind of eat each other's productivity. Dan, I'll go to you, man. We're in FFPC leagues together and you, you can comment on the, the Josh has given us a breaking news here with uh, Gilmore traded to, to Washington to, to the, Wait, what, what to the, what the fuck yeah. football team. I always, I always wanted to, this Details. WTF man. But, yeah. um, Yes, comment on that, and then uh, add add on to uh, Theo's comments, please. Yeah, so you know, as far as uh, Washington goes, I mean, obviously Gilmore is a huge get for him. Uh, it's going to help that defense out even more. Um, one thing Ryan Fitzpatrick hasn't had working for him a lot of years is a really good defense. So, Are we talking Stephon Gilmore? That's crazy. That's yeah. awesome. I'm trying to find it. Big time. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Josh, I, Josh, I was trying to figure out who the hell is Gilmore. Josh is <laughs> shocking the district over here. Right. Yeah. So that's a, you know, that's a heck of a trade and uh, you know, good, good for them. But um, you know, in New England, I think Theo is on, on exactly the right track. I mean, this is, you know, there's some curious signings. I mean, obviously they're trying to uh, revamp that offense in a big way uh, because the offense last year was just 
horrendous. Uh, you know, and uh, you can lay some blame at, at Cam's feet for sure. Um, I know uh, Eric will, will definitely uh, let us know a little bit about what he thinks about Cam here in a minute. But, um, <laughs> you know, the, he had nobody to throw to. I mean, the, the skill positions in, in New England were just horrendous. Uh, we all saw that. And so, you know, we have done something about that. Uh, you know, the wide receivers, I'm not like super, super high on. But, you know, the, these, these are guys who are, you know, kind of gritty gamers, which are the kind of guys that uh, Belichick seems to like at wide receiver. Uh, you know, other than Randy Moss, it seems like it's always, you know, the, the Wells Walker or, you know, Julian Edelman or somebody like that who's always um, becoming the number one receiver. So, uh, you know, I, I do think Aguilar is starting to become one of those gritty players. And, uh, you know, definitely Kendrick Bourne uh, has always been that kind of guy in San Francisco. I mean, you know, he's a guy you keep wanting to – you always wanted to count him out in San Francisco, and he always found a way to produce something. I mean, you know, you, you never felt good about starting him, but a lot of times it would end up working out okay. Um, so, you know, who knows what's going to happen in new England, but, you know, to me, it looks like they've got cam on a contract that says that, you know what, they can go out and get themselves a rookie, um, you know, with all these contracts that Belichick's been loading up. I mean, it looks to me like he's planning on having a, a quarterback on a rookie contract for four or five years. So, uh, you know, that's my take on it. I think that's the way he's aiming. I think cam is probably going to become a caretaker quarterback, but, um, you know, what do you guys think? I mean, the bar's pretty low. Uh, yeah, as, far right. as, <laughs> as far as, well, I mean, it, it sucks that New England's become like fantasy purgatory. Um, I think the only fantasy relevant person was Cam Newton last year. Um, and when he was playing that bad, yeah, obviously it just trails down to this, his receivers. I, I know that, you know, it, it, maybe if Gavin Harris had a full season uh, of, uh, of decent carries, then he would have done well, but who knows. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But, I mean – I never. It's, it's. I think it's kind of like almost pointless to, to try and track Bill Belichick because I mean it's always something like nefarious and devious, um, uh, hidden agenda that he's got. You know, or that's the narrative. It's just you know. I think he's. I think he's just a, a smart coach and he's. He's always got a plan. Um, he was just you know devoid of talent last year. Uh, and what are you going to do at that point? I mean, he did the best he could. Um, God, man. Uh, uh, but to, to add to the Gilmore thing, I couldn't find anything yet, but I, I'm, I'm really, I really want to know the details of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm refreshing my screen every 30 seconds here. Uh, yeah, I need to know. I mean, if he got traded, and yeah, I mean, if Gilmore's probably going to command a, a price tag there, and I'm wondering if a first was involved, if that did happen, and then we're looking at that, then maybe, yeah, we I could be a little more confident about a rookie com- uh, quarterback coming in. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll say this. Th- this speaks volumes of Jared Stidham. I mean, he's got to be bad, right? Um, uh, but, <laughs> look, um, I, there's real football and fantasy football. I play fantasy football. I think having Cam Newton run that offense is extremely bad for fantasy football, I guess, unless you own Cam and you want to, you know, bank on those rushing touchdowns that he's going to give you. Um, but, I mean, he just – he's going to – if he is the quarterback, I don't think we're going to see a ton of value uh, from the tight ends. Uh, I don't think – you know, we did see Jacoby Myers flash a little bit towards the end of that last year. He gave you some nice weeks. But, you know, now do those kind of get spread out to uh, Aguilar and Bourne or, they, you know, do they keep Myers involved? I, 
I don't know. Uh, it's it's bad for the running game. Um, I, I just, from a fantasy standpoint, I, I really hope they can get somebody, maybe like a Mac Jones or, you know, somebody to come in there that can challenge Cam and maybe bring some of that excitement, man. I, that's just not my type of football, you know, for, for being a fantasy player. But um, I get it from a football standpoint. I think Theo hit the nail on the head, man. I, I think it, it's very intriguing and there's not a coach that knows, you know, more about what they're doing than Coach Belichick over there. So, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be interested. I'm sorry. I'd be ahead. interested in getting the source on this, uh, Stefan Gilmore. I'm looking and I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I don't Josh, see it either. Josh's Josh's comment never making the screen again. <laughs> Dude, I'm sitting here like, who is Gilmore? Like, know, we got we got Adam Schlefter. <laughs> oh yeah, the right, well, Schefter. The well, well, Schefter. While you guys are looking, let's give a quick shout out to the Viridian crew, uh, Viridian Global. You see it at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we're, we're Dan. We're gonna keep the the fun going this month. Uh, if you buy any goat gear, you will get your name entered into a draw to win any goat hat of your choice. You see one of them on there. There's about four or five different kinds. We got a nice toque like this right here. Uh, you can get yourself, if you won your league, a nice GOAT champ shirt. That's the back of it. Champ number one, 112, the GOAT with the year in the crown. And you got that sweet golden GOAT head in the front, long sleeve tee. Perfect for the season. Check it out, readingglobal.com forward slash collections forward slash GOAT district. Actually, that is wrong there. There is no hyphen between the two, so we'll have to change that. But it's just to support the show, guys. We appreciate it. And this stuff is comfy. It's super comfy, and uh, there, the, you you can check out Dynasty Warzone, uh, the True North Fantasy. There's there your favorite podcast or fantasy football brand is on breeding. Go check them out, and if you support the Goat District, we appreciate it for sure. Guys, I'll go to you next, Theo. We go to I don't know where do we want to go, Theo. I'll let you pick, Theo. You want to go to Chicago or do you want to go to Jacksonville? You tell me. I'd like to go. To, I'd like to go to Jacksonville. I like it. That's how bad. That's how bad Chicago is. Nobody wants to go to Chicago. I'll turn that one over to you guys. But uh, Jacksonville, um, you know, I like uh, I like the Marvin Jones signing. I think that um, I think it helps Lavisca Chenault. Um, I think that mm-hmm. he, I think it's going to be um, it's not a threat to him, and I think it's a player that'll complement you know uh, what we're projecting Trevor Lawrence. But um, the big winner for me. In, in free agency with Jacksonville is James Robinson. And we've talked about him a lot in the off season. Um, I know, uh, you know, Dan and I, and, and you, I've, I talked in our, our little thread about, um, you know, his value. I think his value has gone way the hell up the last few days where they signed Carlos Hyde. Um, I'm not scared of Carlos Hyde in, in the least bit. I think he's very much being signed <laughs> as a backup. Um, he's not a threat to James Robinson at all. Um, James Robinson had 60 targets last year, 49 receptions. That was part of the reason why he was such an outstanding um, fantasy player. Um, and we're finished in the running back rankings um, was his ability as a receiver. High might take away the carries, but I think that Robinson will, will see the volume. Um, we've still got to get through the NFL draft. I, I, I don't want to see, you know, a, a, a Kenny Gainwell type end up in Jacksonville, but if we can just survive the NFL draft, um, I think James Robinson is going to return great value next year. And people that held on to James Robinson, I think that was the move. Um, I sweated it out. I was offered a 109, a 110 
excuse me, a 110, a 109. I didn't trade him for those. He seemed kind of worth a little more. And I'm, I'm glad I, I, I turned those down because I think that um, guys that held on to James Robinson and Dynasty, it's going to pay off for another year. I, I don't know how long he's going to hold on to this. I think that Urban Meyer will eventually get, you know, some big time back in the draft. But I don't know if it's going to be this year. I think Robinson's got at least another year. And that's my big winner from uh, Jacksonville free agency wise was the back they already had. Nate, anything to add out there in uh, Jacksonville before we, we talk about the Bears? <laughs> um, well, okay, so aside from the, the likely incoming new quarterback, um, I'm, I'm hearing some rumbling that Minshew could be traded, uh, so that's something to keep your eye out on. Um, maybe just take a flyer pick at him. If people aren't paying attention to that, I'd probably do that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think I think the focus has to be around James Robinson because I know we're talking a lot about these, like, random uh, – running back signings from team to team here, people worried about how this is going to affect the, the assumed lead back there. It, James Robinson might be the only exception to this. Because, like, I mean, you could look at these teams and be like, well, there's at least an inclination that these uh, 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 these offensive coordinators like to do a committee of some sort, and some more than others. That wasn't the case in, in Jacksonville. I mean, they, they, just, they just ran – James Robinson all day, every day. Didn't he just – I think he had the record or was up close to the record for uh, for carries. It was something crazy. Like he was like 240. He was like really Yeah, up. right? I mean um, – Yeah, he had, he had like 95% of the team's carries or something that like was, that. It was not like that. Yeah, it, it yeah. was just something that – like, wow. I mean, this kid just came out of nowhere and he didn't even start right away. And, and then he, st- he still took over. Now, I don't know if that's a product of circumstance with the team. I don't know yet because there's not enough information to go up other than just like, wow, okay, they, just, they weren't good. They didn't have any other players or their players that they wanted to play weren't developed enough yet. I am not 100% certain, but that's a, at least a lot to go off and just to be like, hey, I'm, if you're looking for a, a, a player in fantasy with, with reliable volume, that's probably the last lone uh, guy I can think of because the days of the lead bell cow back are ancient history. Yeah, there's no rules anymore for Zeke's. It just doesn't. This doesn't happen. I, I think that's true, and I think you know one thing that we sometimes miss as fantasy players is that you know when you when you're talking about an undrafted free agent like um, like Robinson, um, you know everybody's quick to say, well, the team you know hasn't committed to him, and uh, you know, and that's very true. Uh, you know, they have very little committed to him. They didn't invest any draft picks. They didn't. Uh, they're not investing a lot of money in them. Uh, you know, the the coaching staff has completely changed over. You know, so there's nothing to say, you know, that, that James Robinson is our guy. But on the other hand, there's, you know, what seems like a curse is also a little bit of a blessing is that they have this guy who is extremely productive and who is extremely cheap for at least the next year. You know, he's I'm sure he's on a, you know, three year contract at least, uh, maybe four year Um uh, but he's going to be cheap for them uh, for the foreseeable future. Now, if he has another huge year this year, I wouldn't be surprised if he holds out uh, because at that point, I think he will have earned it. Uh, you know, but it for this year, like Theo was saying, I think James Robinson is a is a pretty decent bet. You know, if you've held this long, I would definitely keep holding uh, because you know this is going to allow Jacksonville to to just put cap money and draft picks towards other positions. And they have a lot of needs to fill. And, you know, they've already got this one very well filled by a guy who's making almost nothing. 
Yeah, he needs uh, – to me, you know, he, he dodged a big bullet with Hyde. Uh, we, but, you know, I, I think the consensus here is still got to get through the draft. You know, he right. may bring in one of his boys like Trey Sermon from Ohio State, um, you know, Gainwell. I mean, I don't want to see them add a pass catcher, like a legitimate pass catcher. Um, cause, but I, I also don't think he's going to see 95% of those snaps. I mean, that's CMC level right there. Um, and like, I mean, you just don't, you just don't see that. You, you don't think like, like coaches, you don't, I don't think they want to have to do that. Exactly. Like, you, well, I mean, like last year, uh, you know, everything that needed to happen for James Robinson happened. Like Fournette yeah, got cut, yeah, Fournette got cut, Armstead, Armstead. unfortunately got COVID, Ozigbo, yep. Uh, I can't remember what happened to him, but he ended up on IR. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's week one, and it's like we have, like, he's our last running back. Uh, and then I think it was like week 13 or 14, Darway, Ogumbawale. Uh, there you go. Uh, wow, look at that. Nailed it. Yeah, hey, that's pretty Nailed good, right? Perfect. Uh, perfect. Uh, you know, he started taking a little bit of work. But, I mean, Robinson looked great, dude. Uh, there, there's no dying that, uh, denying that. But, you know, still have one more. One more. Uh, bowl. Yeah, we're, we're hoping for day three. Day three. Yeah, for sure. If they yeah. take anybody, it's got to be day three. If it's day two, that's trouble. What is their draft? Like I'm trying to. I'm to go they have the a draft. lot of picks. They have two first rounders. Then they believe they have, third round. they have two third rounders, and they have a second. And uh, I believe they have a, a, a number of day three picks as well. Um, I'm going to pull it up right now. But yeah, that is some Matrix Neo style bullet dodging right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. And you never know, man. Some of these running backs might fall in the draft, and 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 you know, with their plethora of picks, I mean, it, it wouldn't be out of the realm, you know, for for them. But, to, but here, to here's something. the thing: if they spend a third round pick on a on a rookie, you know, they're really not that much more invested in in that, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh I, round pick than they are in uh, in Robinson. You know, well, and, and that rookie's going to have to beat out. Robinson. Robinson, right? Uh, so I mean, they're, they're, you know, think, you know, it's not all, you know, it, it's it's definitely a, a, a situation to keep an eye on right now. Robinson has proven he's an NFL caliber. Oh, back. no doubt, he looked great, man. You know, and that's two two second, excuse me, two second round picks, two firsts, one one third, and then they have two fourths. So he's gonna have to dodge a lot. You guys are absolutely right on that. <laughs> and and don't they have like serious cap room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a they got a ton of cap room, yeah. and that's you know, when are the running backs going to start signing? I mean, basically we we've gotten uh, Carlos Hyde. Um, what, what, if, what if what if what if James Mike Robinson Green. doesn't go to to Nate's Tampa Bay Bucks? He might he might end up in uh, Jacksonville. Who knows? Back back in Jacksonville. Back. Oh, yeah, Fournette. Yeah, Fournette. Ah, no. oh, that'd be hilarious. Oh, I, I said James that's White. Hilarious. I said James White. Oh, James White. Oh. Because yeah. you're you're hearing they want to they want to put a pass catching back with their with uh, J Rob in that backfield. I mean, yeah, maybe they go rookie, maybe they go I don't know James a little James White action. Who knows? Right. So we haven't even hit the draft yet, and we're still like got some guys that uh, Robinson. Yeah, almost had. almost all the big running backs are still out there. I mean, all we've signed or you know seen signed are just the you know the little behinds, you know, hides yeah. and bookers and. Guys like and that, David Johnson and um, Mark Ingram, both in, in, in yeah. Houston, you know. So let me ask you guys this quick, quick OTC uh, before we go to to the next team here. When you're looking at the receivers, Chenault, 
or D, is DJ Shark the value right now? Who's who's the guy I, you I'd want? I'd be trading Shark, JD. I'd, I'd be trading Shark right now because of Jones. Uh, not just because of Jones. They were already rumored to be moving him to Baltimore. Uh, that 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 scares the the. You, I don't know if I can swear on here, but that's like the black. That's like the black. That scares the daylights out of me. And second of all, I I think with Urban Meyer there, um, I I think it's a a huge benefit to Chanel because he's kind of that hybrid type wide receiver, that college type player that that you that we've seen, you know, Urban you know love to utilize in college, man. And I just I feel like he's definitely going to be the one. Uh, and you know, I don't know how much is going to be left over. Especially, I'm, I'm assuming they're getting a tight end. They just traded Josh Oliver, I think, today to Baltimore. So, uh, I mean, he's been injured, right, but I think we're, we're going to assume that they're adding a tight Dan, end there. Dan's favorite, Dan's favorite late round tight hey, end. Dude, hey, I, was, I love Josh Oliver. Stay healthy, golly, man. Dan was driving that that train, and we're all that bus, dude, and we're all, all hanging on. That dude, him and the other guy from Houston, I think it was the same draft. Uh, Ka- yes, Khalil Warren. Yes, oh, yes, man, yeah. dude, yep. those guys. Man. Shout out to the FFPC best ball drafts with those tight end preems. You know? I'm loving it. Um, what was I gonna ask? Sorry oh. to hijack your podcast. There. All right, no, no, it's all good. So, so guys, before we, because we want to have time to talk trades, and I don't want to keep you guys like all night. You know, I know we're celebrating, we're drinking, we're partying it up here, celebrating the big one fifty and all. But um, I know Dan's gel is starting to get a little, <laughs> a little clumpy. <laughs> so, so before we before we move to to the actual trades, is there anyone like dynasty wise, trade wise that we have not talked about? You've got Dalton in Chicago. You got a uh, a Rob, who we were hoping, me, you know, me as well, hoping that you would end up in Green Bay or something like that. Uh, is there anyone we haven't touched on that you guys are liking right now or not liking or that you're hoping they end up somewhere or you're seeing an opportunity to buy or sell? I'll start with you, Nate. You look like you're getting No, I mean, I, well, I was just going to kind of because I mean, I think it feels like it's definitely been not very fantasy relevant fan, uh, free agency so far because we have, I mean, tell me the wide receivers we've been signing. We just covered the running backs. Uh, in, in the quarterback situation, you, you named them. I mean, that, that was. That's because yeah, that's 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 like, your Bucks resigned everyone, man. Blame your Bucks. That's why. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how they do it. I I mean, they, well they they, <laughs> they signed back Levante David. That's all I cared about, and the kicker, which is strange. Actually, I, I want to ask you about that. So why don't you, why don't you talk about the Bucks a bit? What they've done? Oh man. Um, Jeez. Well, okay. Um, Just, so, yeah, like for those who don't know, Nate's a, a really big Tampa Bay Bucks fan. So, congrats, first of all, and give us your thoughts on how. Oh, it, yeah, I've been very, very, together. very patient. I mean, I, I know I, I, this team still won a Super Bowl in the last few decades, but it's, it went like three playoff appearances and all exits. Anyways, I won't. Uh, I, I'm happy uh, about it. I, I, obviously, I did not even think that it would have gone away. It did. I mean, you, you, you play against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, you're not going in that game feeling confident at all. I don't care who you are. Um, but man, just what an asshole. I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm still getting acclimated to this void year contract situation because we haven't seen too many of those. Yeah, but- does anyone know anything about? Can someone explain that, Dan? You're usually like the contract guy, or I don't know. Someone can someone explain that for for us? You know, lemmings. Out yeah, there? I can. I mean, basically, it's what it is. Is it's years where they they're empty years and so it just allows them to spread out the signing bonus over more years but whenever the player leaves the team 
you know, that the rest of that signing bonus are going to have to is going to get accelerated into the cap. So sooner or later, there's going to be a price to pay. But what it helps them do is if if you're if you have a window open, you know, for a Super Bowl uh, run, it allows you to keep that window open a little bit longer because you can, you know, if you're willing to pay the price at the end, you know, like uh, there's there's going to come a time when the Bucks probably aren't going to be very good because they're going to have all these void years come and do on them. Uh, you know, some of these older players like Gronk and uh, Brady, uh, Antonio Brown. Old, man. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> he, he's only uh, six months he's a, younger than me. He's a puppy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, so you can like, say you, you have um, a $10 million contract and you, you do it for this year plus three void years. It allows you, um, if your signing bonus was eight million and your um, your actual salary was two million, it allows you to spread that eight million over the next four years instead of just over you know this year. So, in other words, instead of having a ten million dollar uh, salary cap hit, you'd have a four million dollar salary cap hit this year, and then you'd have. Six million hanging out there that's going to eventually come due. It's full blown cap manipulation. Oh, You're just referring everything out through the next couple of years, even though you're going to pay it probably next year, anyways. But it's just to get rid of cap this year, right? But the cap next year is supposed to increase pretty, pretty big. From well, yeah. and, and that will help. But I mean, you know, like what the Bucks are doing, there's enough players out there with void years and enough signing bonus going out there that it's going to be tough to recover from, you know, they, they can probably kick that window open yet for another year if, if they want, but I, I can't see it past like 2022. I think about 2023, that's when the bill's going to come due. Um, and we see that happening with the saints kind of a little bit right now. Uh, you know, the bill's coming due and they're struggling to get underneath there, but they've been using void years in, in the past. And that's, that's now coming home to roost for the saints. All yeah, right. pretty much. I mean, I think the the only offensive or just fantasy relevant guy that they haven't resigned yet um, is Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette, and, and they're actually engaged in conversation with Antonio Brown to bring him back, um, which which kills my Tyler Johnson hopes for another year. But I just I, I think he'll be fine. Just taking his time. That kid's so damn talented. Does AB um, come back though? I mean, they got Scott Mills. Oh, yeah. they're, they're talking. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's got to be really you know, the nice contract, but the, but the way they figured out, I mean, I don't know how they've paid Shaq Barrett, Levante David, you know, all, all these studs, the way that they have, I, I, well, I know they have with the void years, but just the way that they're getting paid this year. Um, generally what they do is they've always front loaded contracts so they can get out of them in the back end, but this year they do the complete opposite because they want to make sure they get everybody in from last year until they don't go anywhere. So they're definitely going all in again this year, but it's like next year. I mean, their free agent classes is, is is also scary. They got Carlton Davis, Vita Vea is going to be on his option here. There's some, there's some, there's some key guys that they got to get back. Um, right. uh, their left tackle, Don Smith. Um, it's just, so again, this is just going to be tricky again, but I, I have total faith in them. So it's just one thing. But like, so Fournette is one thing. If, if they bring him back, then I think his value is stays flat. Yeah. Because um, I mean, like, we know they know what they have in them, and then we know what they have in them. Uh, they'll probably keep going back and forth between him and Rojo. Um, but if he leaves and goes to Seattle, fantastic. I mean, he's got a great opportunity. I mean, but Carson was 
I, I think like in the high thirties of the, the carry percentage for Seattle. Um, so that gets given straight to Leonard Fournette and you got him for a, a, a relatively affordable price uh, at all. Or have you just been stashing him? Great. I mean, I don't think it cost anyone too much to get Fournette this past season. Um, so that that's good, but. Yeah, it's it's, inter- it's interesting to know that they're trying to get Antonio Brown back. I, I was I was really confident they were, they were going to let him go. Um, but if he's going to get him cheap, then great. From a from a Bucks fan perspective, but I don't want. I really wanted Tyler Johnson to take a leap. I, I uh, Scotty Miller. Uh, people had it stashed. That was my guy to start off last year. A lot of people uh, got into him, and then like he really helped a lot of people, um, especially in best ball leagues. Um, my my favorite FFPC stock in the late 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 rounds, Scotty Miller and and Mister TJ Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. here's the thing. Here's what I think is going to be relevant for for fantasy and Buccaneers fans. Uh, tight end situation: OJ Howard and Cameron Braid. There's first active as they've been with keeping their guys right now, and and Cameron Braid's still under contract. Um, I, I, they haven't said anything about the tight ends. There's been no news about this one uh, or anything. They've been working about getting back key players. Now, cap hit wise, um, I think Camp Rates at like six million, like this uh, or something like that, and OJ Howard's is up there as well. I don't remember what it is, but uh, they need to still make some room, uh, even though a lot of people have restructured. Maybe they don't now. I was really thinking that they they were, they were going to get rid of the tight ends. Um, so I was going to recommend go buy yourself an OJ Howard for people who are just like, just what am I going to do with OJ Howard? I don't know what's going to go on, go on with him. And he's done nothing. So um, I think if he goes to the right situation, I mean, he did fine when Dirk Cutter was the coach. They were an active tight end passing attack. Then here comes uh, Bruce Arians, and they kind of just were a situational tight end attack. Um, it, it kind of really limited him, especially when they got Gronk in the next. And Camp Rate was still there at the same time. Um, so if he can go somewhere, I mean, OJ, OJ Howard's a freak athlete, man. Uh, so I mean, that could provide some boons. Um, and then if that does happen and they get rid of one or both, I'd be looking at Tanner Hudson. Uh, uh, he's, he, I guarantee you he's sitting in the waiver wire right now. If you're listening and, you, and your waiver wire is open, uh, go find yourself Tanner Hudson. OJ Howard and David Njoku, two of my favorite, like sleeper, tight end, cheap right now. Uh, did you, do you? I don't know if you guys heard Bill Belichick at his uh, his uh, press conference when he grabbed those two tight ends. Hold on, I think I have to write here. Do you want to play with? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. That's uh, that's Billy when he grabbed those two. Uh, <laughs> I keep calling him Angry Bill. I, I you, you got to think when he sees Brady go all the way to the Super Bowl and it, after this, you know, during the season that he had with all that talk, you got to think he's just boiling and he's just dying to get back. And, and they were seven and nine. Were, yeah. were the Patriots? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which which considering is, is dude, it's impressive with pretty Cam. legit. It's and, impressive. You know, it's pretty legit if you look at what they had over there. And people shit on Cam, but just saying, not much there, you know. I get it. I get it. I just don't right. want my quarterback running every damn play, man. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so here's here's uh, the answer to Nate's question. Uh, right now, the Bucks have – about $7.9 million in uh, cap room, and uh, they have not gotten rid of O.J. Howard or Cameron Brate. So, Right, so they I, may not I, have to anymore. And, and, and they still, they're still in talks of restructuring Mike Evans', Mike Evans contract and Donovan Smith's. So, yep. they, may, they may not have to. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm on spot track and I, I'm sure that this is not, you know, like up to the minute, but, uh, you know, because it still shows because today all the teams have to be at the cap, right? Yeah. Um, like four o'clock, I thought. Yeah. And it, it, and, and spot track's still showing like the Rams with 14 million to shed and, and Chicago with 14 million to get rid of and New Orleans with 6.6 to get rid of and Philly with 4.8 to get rid of. Everybody else is is showing that they have uh, positive cap space. So it, it will be interesting to see what those final moves were for those teams. All right. Everyone good for time. We're going to, we're going to wrap the uh, free agency talk and we're going to, we're going to do a quick plug for our friends over at the FFPC. And then we're going to hit some trades, do some quick trade talk. You guys good? Yes. All right, let's boogie. You see it right there on the screen, the FFPC, myffpc.com, the best site to play fantasy football, period. It's not even close. Go check it out, whether you're playing best ball, dino, redraft, big dollar, small dollar, white pussy, white pussy, black pussy. Anyways, uh, yeah, seriously, guys, like – Right now, the best balls are popping. Eric's in there. The Shiva's in there. Dan's in there. Dan might, I don't know what Dan, Dan's got like three or four different names that he uses. So you got to watch out. Theo's a sniper. He doesn't care. He's He's got his fingerprints on there, his blood type, everything, his license plate, his license um, pictures on there. He wants you to know that he's in the draft with you. But uh, come come draft with us. We're, we're in a draft somewhere on the FFPC with the best balls. The dinos are starting hard. And if you are on the FFPC already and you are, you know, big in Dynasty, you've built some monsters, you're just coming off a win or something, feeling fresh, check out the DynastyDepot.com and you can buy and sell Dynasty rosters from the FFPC Dynasty Leagues. Anyone listening or anyone that plays on the site knows those Dynasty Leagues do not fold. Now there's a way to get in especially the bigger binds. I know a lot of people want to get in. It's hard to get in. This is your ticket. Check out Dynasty Depot. Theo, give, give a quick one right now. I know you're working that Dynasty Depot uh, marketplace. Tell the people what they can expect and what you're doing right there on that site. Oh, I think Dynasty Depot is great. Um, it, it gives you a chance to buy a ready-made team. If that's your thing, you can pay up for it. Um, if you like building teams... Um, they, you can sometimes get a team at a discount that has some nice pieces. Um, I know I, I purchased, uh, you know, a 250 that was a, a really nice little build that I've been able to make a couple trades in. But that's been a fun team this season. So Dynasty Depot is great. Um, and they've got it's very well organized. You can you can uh, search by you know however much money you want to spend. Um, you can get into the specific kind of Dynasty League you want. Um, no, I think it's great. It's been a great addition to. Um, you know, the off-season dynasty life in the FFPC. Yeah, I, I know you've <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I, check it, I check it regularly. Let's put it like Yeah, that. no, you're, <laughs> you keep Dan and I very up to date on what's yes. happening on the site, which is awesome because I, I like. I'm trying to get I, JD to spend money. I'm just like. Oh, I, I, I'm close, man. <laughs> trust me, trust me. I'm close, man. I, I'm on there looking at the, the rosters. I'm, I'm even thinking of posting one of my rosters, to be honest. I just, I don't know enough to do it yet. So I'll, I might reach out to you and Nelson uh, in the DMs just to get uh, a bit more insight on, on the best way to do that but even that like there's different ways right you can list your roster there's auction you can set a a, a price that you want to get paid so it, it's a very user-friendly site 
the the guys behind it are good guys. They have good intentions. Literally, they were sitting around drinking and thinking of a way uh, to make the offseason even more fun. And this is what they come up with. But they've really taken it kind of that next level as as uh, the Shiva makes his next next best ball. Oh, yeah. He's probably going to like right now. All right. All right. Who's, who's got the first trade right now? Nate. You, you got a, a trade you want to drop on the table? I, I know, actually, you and Theo. Didn't you and Theo get a, a deal done in the uh, pros, goats versus pros? You're on mute. You're on mute, brother. Sorry, I got I to mute. Just, I got too many animals here. You like to talk too much. Um, yeah, uh, that was a good one in goats versus pros. The, uh, the, the goat league, it was our auction league. It's so a super flex, tight end premium here. Um, um, so, I I think everyone has got. I don't know how. How? What's the uh, flex on the interest with J.K. Dobbins? I, I I think it's pretty steady um, as far as interest goes. People value him pretty well, and there's there's really good expectations. I think there's always going to be people who want to like knock uh, everybody. Um, um, you know, Gus Edwards is back. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Um, but man, it, as far as you know, yards per carry, I think I, I think he had the most like uh, twenty plus yard rushing um, out of all the rookie running backs. He, he's just a bulky cannonball or running back and, and he's on the right team as far as running backs go. Um, but like I said, it was an auction and it was my first auction and I, I bid high and hard on players uh, to get who I wanted. So my team was really thin. So I needed to get a little bit of depth there. Uh, and the trade that uh, the did would basically did that. He got his guy. I know he really liked Dobbins. We've, we were talking about it for a few weeks. Yeah, we went I back think. and forth a lot. Went back and forth. Yeah, and we were really close based on the value, but we, we, we found a way to get there. And, um, yeah, so the, what, what it ended up being – actually, so you had the details written down. Why don't you – because I'm going to butcher it. So uh, Nate sent me the 312, Jacoby Myers, and J.K. Dobbins. I sent him the 105, Leonard Fournette, and Michael Gallup. And I think I wanted somebody else other than Leonard Fournette. I don't remember who it was, but I think – oh, no, no, no. Leonard Fournette – okay, so that wasn't the original tra- trade. I was trying to get something else completely. Yeah, I think maybe it was even trying to get like a quarterback swap or something like that. I don't – There was, So yeah, you basically – You came in a little bit. You came in a little bit. 105 and uh, and Dobbins were, were always on the table, you know, and the, the bits and pieces were the – yeah, we had to try to go back find the connection there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and, and so it helps. I mean, because yeah, I mean, the, getting the one off. And so we talked about Fournette, right? And how the assumption, like, okay, if he stays in Tampa, I got to run him back. If he goes somewhere like Seattle, I got to run him back. Who's got? And he's going to get a little bit more volume. Um, so I, I, it was it was bridging the gap because I had Dobbins at one hundred three value. Uh, 103 rookie value uh, in a super flex traffic uh, standpoint. So that's kind of what I was looking to do. And that kind of bridged that gap. And I like Gallup. And I, I don't know it, it, if, if he stays in that, what's going on with Gallup. We, we, we need to touch on him really quick. Sneaky Cause that was a guy who he so could I, be I, a wide receiver one. I, I believe. I, uh, I think, yeah. I, I think if Cooper gets cut next year, which is, it, it's a very good possibility potentially. Um, but he's got to get out of Dallas to do that, right? I mean, uh, it's Cooper. Cooper could get cut, or they move, or they move Gallup. Is he, is he still the three in Dallas for twenty twenty one? Yes, that's, that's my question. I'm, I, I mean, he's a fallback at worst. I probably, I, I could probably start him and feel good about it. But I was, just, I was kind of hoping he would leave. I love Gallup, dude. I'm big yeah, Gallup is a free agent next year. 
Yeah. Very tough. He's a free agent next year. What, so what about Cooper? Guy to own. Oh, it's next year? Okay. What yeah, about next, Cooper? Next year, um, Gallup is a, a free agent. Um, also, at the end of uh, with Cooper, uh, the Cowboys have a potential out um, at the end of this year. Yep. Huh, so, okay. So could could they move Cooper and keep – I feel like it's way cheaper for them to keep Gallup, no? It could be. Yeah. They could well, go they, that way. Well, they'd have to extend them, but I, it probably wouldn't be Cooper contract. Don't don't give Jerry too much credit, though. Uh, <laughs> well, here's, here's you're a Dallas fan, right? I am. I'm just double checking. I, I, I'm keeping it real, Nate. You know, uh, for, I absolutely. You know, <laughs> we gotta be our own worst critics. Oh, uh, in, in 2022, uh, Amari Cooper is gonna have a, a 22 million dollar cap hit and only six million in dead cap. Yep. That's, oh, a, okay. that's a pretty sure sign that, uh, you know, he's Ooh. either going to have to take a significant restructure or he's gone. But, and, and, again, it's like then you have to factor in what Gallup's going to ask for, and that kind of depends on what season he has. Um, so as much man. as it really hurt, I did not want to – okay, you guys know me. I will put everybody on the block, as always. So there's guys I, I want to move less. Dobbins was obviously one of them. Uh, I really wanted to see what he does in year two, and I think he really does really well. But my mm-hmm. roster needed so much more help. I mean, I was running on one leg, uh, and I, the the 105 is probably going to give me a chance at one of the top two running backs. Um, I also have the 102 there, and I, I, I needed a quarterback as well. So I, I'm hurt so bad. So it was the right move for my team, despite losing the player I really wanted. And uh, so that's just kind of where I way I look at it. I don't hate the trade, man. Value wise, I, I don't I don't hate the trade at all because I think you're like the especially now the way the NFL is to get a possible stud running back. I don't think he's a stud running back yet in in that offense. I mean, he very high touchdowns uh, last year. You know, it's, there's always questions in that Baltimore, and then you can't forget the bus, Gus the bus. You know, he's is he back next year, Dan? Yes. What's yeah. his? Uh, uh, yeah, Gus, Gus, is, Gus is on the team. Gus is yeah. So, I mean, I, I I like the move. He's. I feel I was going to ask you guys. You know, I don't have it right in front of me, but if if I think like if you're looking at Acres, um, Acres Gibson, where where do you put Dobbins? You know, Swift. Like those guys, kind of top ten-ish running backs, five to ten range. Is Dobbins kind of on the back end of those guys for you guys, or or were like Eric? You know, when you're doing your best ball, Swift, Dobbins, Acres. Where are you putting uh, Dobbins out of those guys? Um, you know, I'm not taking Dobbins over Acres, um, but you know, and probably not over Gibson. Um, but I mean, Gibson. I you know, about, yeah, Gibson. When you look at Gibson, though, I mean, he's got workload concerns too. Um, you know, with McKissick over there soaking up eighty-something targets. You know, those get taken away from Gibson. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I put him right there, kind of with Swift, right, and Clyde. I'm, I'm kind of like rotating them all. Like that's, I'm, not a, I'm, that's not a bad spot to be either. No, yeah, not that's what I'm mean. like. It's not, not bad, dude. And like you know, it, we touched on it earlier, man. You know, not everybody is gonna see ninety five percent of the snaps, and if you think they are, you're lying to yourself. So you you have to know who these guys are, and in a best ball format, you don't really worry, you know, about the weeks where they get you seven or eight points. You're worried about the weeks when they get three or four touchdowns and pop for twenty five thirty. In dynasty, you, those guys hold a lot of value to me. Um, 
you know, I, I kind of put them right there, man. They, they all have question marks, you know, and you, you can make good cases and bad cases. Uh, every every second year running back, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, every single yeah, I mean, John, John right, Taylor right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the name I wanted to ask you guys about. Sorry. Can I you might you mind if I squeeze one last? I want no, because seriously, right before you guys know I'm a big Colts fan. You guys know how much I love me some JT. I know a lot of you guys love some JT. Eric's in there. He's my 101. He's my 101 too, buddy. But Marlon Mack being re-signed then, I know you can appreciate like I, I like Marlon Mack is better than people remember. And as much as I don't think he's gonna come in and like, you know, hey, yo, JT, I'm coming after your job. The fact that Heinz is there, JT's there, and now Mac is back, and Frank is out there saying how, oh, yeah, you know, JT's got his thing, and, you know, Heinz is going to lock up those passing yards, and, you know, there's going to be some leftover for Marlon. Like, where are you guys at on this this indie running uh, backfield? You know, because a lot of people are very heavily invested in JT right now, I, not I just Eric and I. So – I, I want to. I think this is very important for us to touch on this. I because I, I, I think it branches out to every like it branches out to the Swift with uh, Jamal Williams talk. And, and, you know, I know we talked about uh, James Robinson and and uh, Hyde, and that's probably the exception. But it, that's the conversation that I think everybody's having. Like, what? By the way, 85 percent opportunity share for for J Rob since we were talking about eighty five percent. Number one. Yeah, but as it as it pertains to the Jonathan Taylor, I think this is the conversation because it doesn't necessarily just just cover Jonathan Taylor; it covers the situation. Because I mean, we we, we know that backfield; it's familiar. This isn't this isn't a free agent coming in uh, to a new coaching staff, to a new scheme, to a new team, and not knowing the role he's going to play. We know the role that he played in the team last year, and the role that Heinz played, and you know the development that it took for, for Taylor to get there. And it was really frustrating watching Taylor not getting all the snaps early the year, knowing he was clearly the best back. Um, and now it's kind of flipped. I, I can see, see it. I completely roll over. I think Heinz is going to be the same guy, and, with, and that's, that obviously is going to limit the, the, the receiving upside for, uh, for, for Taylor, right? Um, there's no guessing there. We know that. Uh, I think it just comes in, and you have to look at what max impact is. And when I know we talked about this in the goat chat, um, the the Achilles injury, uh, what what running backs come back and, and are really a player in their team after an Achilles injury like that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's just too many questions, and I, I'm not overly confident that Max could be, even if he was healthy, uh, a major deterrent or major impact negatively to Taylor. But he will still be a factor. Any addition is a subtraction. Right. I mean, you know, before the injury, Mac definitely had some great juice. And, uh, you know, so he was somebody I was definitely concerned about with Taylor uh, before that injury. But then since then, I mean, usually if anybody comes back from an Achilles as a running back, it's going to take them at least a year to, you know, get back to anywhere close to what they were. I mean, really only we've seen Michael Ashore um, for that or for Detroit um, ever come all the way back from an Achilles. Other than that, uh, pretty much everyone else has flamed out uh, and been a very little use to their NFL team. And they just ended up getting, you know, cut basically. So I, I'm not too worried about Mac this year. Uh, the, the other reason why I don't worry too much about Mac is, is it just, you know, JT is just that good. 
you know, Heinz definitely brings a little bit of a different element. And I, that's something that, you know, obviously India is going to work in. But uh, I, I think JT is going to get his touches. I'm not horribly worried about him. Yeah, I, um, I, I, that's I what I did in a goat chant. I sent the 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 gif. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not scared of, of Mac. If if you believed in in Taylor as you should, uh, if you're gonna let you know Mac and his his two million dollar one year contract scare off Taylor, then uh, you know, uh, I don't. Then, then please come trade with me. Yeah, I mean, I I think maybe maybe this. Maybe this pushes Taylor off of like the 1.03 in redraft down to like the 1.05 or seven or something like that. Right. But right. for me, it's like the guy's a locked in uh, first half of the first round guy in redraft in dynasty. He's either the 1.01 or the 1.02, um, depending on what you're thinking of McCaffrey. Um, I think. What about best ball, Theo? I mean, best ball. Taylor is going to have some monster games in there. I mean, like you said, you're looking for those big ones. I mean, Taylor's the kind of guy that can have a, a three-touchdown game, and, and uh, you know, he's, he's that guy. Um, you know, I think that the, the Colts are kind of on the verge. They've made a big a big trade for, for Wentz. Um, I think that they view themselves as, as they should, as an elite team in the AFC, and I think their best chance of making the Super Bowl is, is running the hell out of Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I'm not, I'm not scared in the least bit. Um, I think if you think you can get Taylor for a little cheaper dynasty leads, by all means, send out offers. But if you're looking to sell Jonathan Taylor because of Marlon Mack signing there, I mean, come on, man, you know? Um, and, and, you know, like Nate said, I think that, um, a lot of people get so scared of these, of these backup signings. I mean, if you believed in DeAndre Swift, there's no reason for you to panic when they signed Jamal Williams. I mean, having a, a decent backup like Jamal Williams is kind of what you'd expect Detroit to do. I don't know who Detroit wasn't going to add a running back. Um, everybody wants to have a backup running back in the NFL. You have to have a backup running back in the NFL. Um, and there's very few guys that are old school bell cows. So don't get scared. Bet on the talent. Um, you, you want very, very talented players on your team. You can't get scared off by, by uh, you know, losing a few carries here and there. And it could be, you know, more more efficient touches uh, if you have a guy that can spell you every now and again. So I'm not scared in the least bit. Keep drafting Jonathan Taylor. Keep having faith in Jonathan Taylor. He's a star. Right. It, it, it's, it, it's okay to say that, well, any addition like these guys is not good for the running backs. So this, I said this the other day. It, it, it could be okay to say that it's not, gonna, it's not good for a running back. Simultaneously saying that it's not really going to be any a major impact. Because like you said, I like the way you put it. It's like it, it, it could turn the, uh, one of these running backs into like the RB5 into the RB7. And what, what is that? Like maybe like 15, 15 20, 30, 30 points over the, over the course of the season. The, the one thing it's I like about this is that. Yeah, it's nothing. It, I mean, it, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't alter your team. No. I, I, I like the max signing for one reason, and it it's just gives me more opportunity to buy JT. That's yep, just yep. just like week five or six of last year when I was buying him everywhere. Whenever that was, like the week before he he popped or two weeks before, um, yeah, like a- anything like that in the off season, you got to jump on that and take advantage. And now the the buy window just kind of it just reopened a little tiny crack, you know. Right. I, I will say there there will probably be a week or two in the season where you see like a a dud game from Taylor, but like a two touchdown game from Hines. Like Hines is the guy I'm worried about. 
Mm-hmm. Mac isn't the guy I'm worried about. Hines comes in and steals all these like you know, passing touchdowns and goal line attack. Where they'll probably give more goal line touches to Taylor this year. I'm pretty sure, but he did struggle at, the, at that last year. Um, so maybe it is development got better. But that's what I'm even looking. Look for that. Uh, yeah, that's one game slump that Taylor has. You know these these backs have, but not even a slump. It's just because Hines that was his day. And you can come in and be like, okay, hey, man, I'm scared of Hines. Or are you scared of Hines? You might want to sell Taylor to me. JD, I think the the one thing about Swift, uh, along with JT, but Swift in particular, people, if if you paid attention, like Swift was already high on a lot of people's list, but like he really started getting hyped when their new coach came in and said, we're going to use him like Alvin Kamara. Then they go in and bring in Deuce Staley. And if you believe in that coach talk about using him like Alvin Kamara, just like Theo said, getting Jamal Williams changes none of that. Because if you look at Kamara with the Saints, and not not saying Swift is Kamara, but they're similar type players, right? Both great receiving backs. Kamara doesn't see, you know, 25 carries in a game and then, you know, seven, eight targets in a game. Like, he, he gets his 10, 12 rushes, used around the goal line. And is used extensively in the passing game. I, I, like that's exactly what Swift is going to be. And when you factor in kind of the, the negative game scripts that Detroit's going to have, uh, you know Swift's passing game usage. I mean, it, this dude could catch nine, ten balls every game, man. Right. Curious with that is golf is not prime breeze. Um, <laughs> it's, Swift is not Kamara yet, um, and that that team is is a kind of a offensive dumpster fire around uh, Swift. New Orleans, it was a, a machine offensively. So the usage I agree with, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If that's the intent to get Swift in that position, oh, hell yes. I I, 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 I I totally hope so. But, um, man, hey, well, and then you brought this up. We were talking about this earlier today. If that game script becomes that way, then they might be forced to do that. And and that would be great for Swift, man. I totally agree. With oh that. yeah, it, it's not like Swift's going to be running deep routes down the sideline. Like we're talking about little dump offs. Go get me 10, 11 yards. You know when we're down twenty eight. That's all you need. You need like yeah. three or four of a game. Right. That's yep. all you need. Well, one of the one of the things too. I mean, you know, because we are talking about dynasty football, and so we are concerned about the long term here. And you know the. The worst thing that's happening is that, you know, Swift got to be a teammate with Adrian Peterson, who is a consummate pro. And then now he gets to be a teammate with Jamal Williams, who is a consummate pro with a completely different skill set. And, you know, there should be things that Swift, you know, should have been able to get from Peterson and will be able to get from Jamal Williams. It's just going to make him a better back down the road. So. You know, I, I, I don't really worry about these kind of things because, you know, nobody in their right mind is going to, you know, you have to assume rational coaching. When you had Matt Patricia there, um, yeah. you know, rational well, coaching was out the window, right? But, um, you know, with Dan Campbell, we don't really know. But, you know, when you're when you're talking about teams like, uh, you know, when we're talking about Jonathan Taylor, you got Frank Reich there. You, you know you've got some rational coaching. You know he's not going to get too far away from Jonathan Taylor ever. I mean, even if he's using Naheem Hines, right, even if, uh, you know, Mac is chipping in a little bit here and there, fine. You know, he's probably doing it to keep Taylor fresh. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I don't worry about that kind of stuff. I, you know, I more worry about when a, when a player has really bad coaching or bad teammates that are, you know, kind of giving them the wrong idea about how to be a pro. Good call, Dan. Yep. And, and they don't have a carry on there anymore, right? 
Uh, Kerry is there. But that put Jamal pretty much put a nail in his coffin, I think. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, I think Kerry just he's. I, I think his knees are wrecked. Yep. Yeah. Hey, he's a body. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I think he came into the league with some promise, and he had uh, a couple of pretty significant knee injuries, and he has not been the same back since. Him and Sony, man, weren't they right. the same draft class or no? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they were. Hmm. Yep. Car- yeah. Carry on and uh, Royce Roy- or Royce Freeman were the. Um, oh. They were. They were the. They were kind of the back end of that. There was like eight running backs in that class, and they were. How like, Royce to be a thing so yeah. bad? Where Where yeah. did Freeman just go? He just. I just saw he signed somewhere. Did he? Yeah. Oh, oh please, 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 please be true. Uh, where did he sign? Re- like uh, yesterday. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but if that's true, I'm so happy. I I was really hoping for him to be a thing. No. All right. There's guys. We, I, I know there's a ton of, you know, trades we didn't touch on. We could go on forever. I don't want to keep you guys. We appreciate everyone hanging out. This has been a blast. Uh, you know, thank every one of you guys. Well, first of all, for, for being part of the district, for, for hanging out with us tonight, we're going to go around anything we haven't, you know, touched on or that you want to kind of throw out there, uh, before we close this thing out, we'll go, uh, I don't know if it's clockwise or counter or whatever. We'll go to Nate first, man. We'll, we'll give the guy with the most gray hair yeah. to go first. <laughs> I got it. I got it. It was literally against salt pepper there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think because we, we were going to talk about strategies for the year. I think I was just going to yeah. kind of tell people real quick. I mean, um, now's the time to buy first round and second round picks for next year because people aren't really interested into it. But now's not the time to sell your picks for right now, uh, this year. Um, acquire them if you can. Uh, their their value is just going to keep going up and up and up until until the draft fits. But they they will drop. It's so funny when you see um, how valuable draft picks are. It's like driving the car off the lot, right? The second the pick gets drafted, it's like the value drops a little bit because it it, it loses that ambiguity to it, like all the or the mystery. Um, it's just strange. But uh, I think that's the optimal time to to sell it if you were to do that. But I'm trying to buy draft picks right now, so I, I, that's what I recommend doing. Not mortgage your team for it um obviously but uh don't sell your picks if you can help it um unless you're gonna get a good return so that would be my kind of recommendation um but hey if this is a sign off i just wanted to say uh obviously honored to be on for the 150th show um and uh, you know i i really hope i get to come back and and talk with you guys again i mean I, i talk with you guys every day um literally all all of you guys were in leagues together multiple leagues but just to be on this show um that i remember the first one is uh it's it's kind of special to me and um and i i know it's in good hands like i mean like you said you like you like to come and be like yeah we're the og guys this this show doesn't get anywhere without jd and it definitely doesn't get anywhere uh without the addition of dan and it's just amazing what you guys have done with this and i couldn't be more proud to uh, have my name at least associated with it uh, to some degree, even though I can't take any credit for what it is for uh, today. Um, so thanks for having me back again. Um, we'll, we'll meet up at the 200th, I hope. Um, I made it through an entire old fashioned this show because you said to bring a drink. That's right. I, 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 happy, yeah. happy St. Patty's Day, guys. Cheers. Hell yeah. I'm out Cheers. Too, buddy. Cheers. I got Cheers. my little four leaf clover. Drinking piss water now. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I will leave it with this. Um, so, yeah, you can find me at Nathan underscore Pilmer. Um, I do cover Books Report. I am now an official writer for them. 
they brought me on. Uh, I will be starting writing more consistently for them uh, starting next month. Um, uh, but uh, as always, hit me up on Twitter if you want to talk trades because that's just my jam. Uh, I can't get enough. Uh, I, I need if I can't get the trades done with these guys, I, I will live vicariously through anybody on Twitter. I will do trades for you. Some of your trades, I'll do it. Uh, but again, thanks for having the show, guys. Always appreciate it and honored to be here. His tombstone will literally have trades with question mark. Like, yeah, it'll have my trade ticker. That's trades literally. Completed. It's literally how Nate will go under. Dude, we appreciate <laughs> everything you said, everything you do, everything about you, everything you do for the GOAT Leagues and uh, obviously the district. And, uh, yeah, man, the, the the invitation doesn't need to be sent out because, dude, you have a seat anytime you want. Any Wednesday, you're free. You want to jump on, kill some time. We're here for you, brother. We appreciate you. Thanks, man. Thank you. The Shiva. Always yeah, a blast, man. Always a blast, dude. I love the passion. I, lo- I love the new white uh, the headphones you got rocking with the with the with the little mic and that you rocking the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, you, man. These are actually my my MLB the show uh, PlayStation Four gaming headphones, nice. man. But I said it might as well use it for some fantasy football talk too, man. You know. Um. Yeah. Just, just everything that Nate said, man. You guys are, are badass. I don't. I'm sorry if I can't swear on here. You guys are, are incredible, dude. The knowledge that, that you have, the knowledge that Dan has, it's a great combination. Uh, you know, great for, for dynasty, great for basketball, great for trades, great for friendships. Um, you guys are awesome, dude. And congrats on 150. Hopefully you can make it another 150 more and well beyond that. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, and I, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this guy, uh, but I, I'm going to leave the, the listeners in, in fantasy land with this, man. Go get C.D. Lamb. I, I think he is – I don't care what you have to give up to go get him, man. You got to make it happen, dude. That dude is – he's going to have a Calvin Ridley uh, – a 2020 Calvin Ridley season and a 2019 Chris Godwin season uh, is right within the cusp of C.D. Lamb. He was already on pace to do it last year uh, through the first five games. He's going to do and it. And Eric called that 2019 Chris Godwin season. So I, I called it. And, I, yep. you know, not to, I, I missed a lot. I, 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 You guys don't have enough time for me to tell you my misses. But I did hit on Ridley. I did hit on Deontay. And I did hit on Godwin. So I'm somewhat confident uh, that C.D. Lamb is going to have that, that 2020 Ridley season, that 2019 Godwin season. Go get him, dude. Lock him up, man, and don't let him go because he's a phenom, and we All haven't right. even we haven't even began to see what this dude's gonna do. Dan, Dan, I told you the other day how I I still can't believe we made that move for CD in, in one of our uh, high stakes leagues. So we we appreciate that the Shiva, yes. yeah, yeah man. definitely a huge buy, and and you know my, you might have to overpay a bit, but. The Shiva is telling you it's worth it, man. So you know, sometimes what looks like an overpay ends up being an underpay. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Just don't send guys and and or just yeah. don't. <laughs> like, just just uh, now, because of Eric, I offered Derek Henry for City Land. Let's see what happens. Oh, I'll tell you what, Nate. If that's to me, you can come get Dobbins. Though I'll give you. We, we, we can work something. If you want a Dobbins share back, we can hey, it's in the gut league. Yeah, man. The UPL, man. Let's get it done. All right. There you have it, man. Two of the most active guys, two of the most active goats out there. And and we, we finish off with, uh, you know, one one goat that's no lesser of a machine out there, whether it's on the Dynasty Depot or in the FFPC leagues making trades. 
we love having him as part of the G unit. Theo, man, always a blast. Thank you for hanging with us tonight and uh, close this out with anything you want to share. I, I was just uh, honored to be part of uh, episode 150. It's a, it's a huge accomplishment for you guys. And um, yes, it's a great podcast and uh, you guys just do tremendous work. Um, and I'm happy to be a part of it anytime I can be on. Um, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the OG Fantasy. Um, I'm writing for Player Profiler and Breakout Finder. I'm actually doing a few of the team previews. Uh, I'm actually working on them right now, the team previews on Player Profiler. And I'll be doing the waiver column this year. Um, and you can find me in the FPC and NFFC streets a lot. Um, I'm usually Team Greminger. That's my last name. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm uh, looking to make a few more big moves here. I, I think uh, Eric had a tremendous call on CD Lamb. I love how he closed that out. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, he'd be a great guy to trade trade for right now if you can get him. And I don't, I, I don't see any reason why he can't be, uh, you know, one of the the best wide receivers in his class, if not all of, all of uh, football. So, uh, yeah, I love CD Lamb. So that's a great call, Eric. Uh, and I don't really have a, a recommendation like CD Lamb, but I will say, go and get your guy. Um, yeah. You're going to feel a lot better getting your guy this time of year than you are winning the trade calculator. Don't be afraid to get your guy. I think that um, a lot of people get hung up on, on just winning these trades and, you know, get that extra fourth rounder and third rounder and you win by 25 points on the calculator. Go get your guy. Don't be afraid to overpay, uh, especially in leagues with, with cuts. Um, you're going to feel a lot better about it next year when a guy like Zeland pops for you than having, you know, three question mark guys. You could have moved for him with a couple of picks. Appreciate you, Theo. Check him out. The OG of Fantasy, uh, player profiler, the the breakout finder. He's he's out there on Twitter, just dropping knowledge on the daily. We love him. Uh, Dan, you're your last, but definitely not least. And uh, dude, like I said, man, it's been a blast. And uh, hopefully, we can do another one fifty. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I uh, whatever part of the one fifty I've been part of, which is has been a lot, but uh, I've really enjoyed it, and I just really appreciate uh, you, JD, giving me the opportunity to get on here and uh, you know talk football. That's uh, that's what I really enjoy, and especially shows like this where you know we we've got four guys with us that we're just. You know, I, I love talking football with these guys anytime, all the time, uh, you know, in the in the goat league chats and private DMs, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always talking with these guys and they're they're They all make me better. Every one of them. Uh, nobody has all the answers in fantasy. I certainly don't. Uh, and, you know, just hearing somebody else's perspective on something sometimes is just all I need. And I, you know, I just need to. Wow, I never really thought about it that way, and it gives me ideas. So, um, you know, thank thanks all of you for for what you've done and uh, being part of the Goat Cast as well. So it was it was my pleasure. Appreciate all you guys, and uh, like Dan said, uh, we're here to make you better, and hopefully, you know, maybe even make you feel better. Whatever your day looks like when uh, you throw us on the podcast or you check us out on YouTube, make sure you do it. Subscribe like all the goodness check out our friends over at myffpc.com uh just awesome fantasy football man whether it's best ball dino redraft we talked about it you know where it's at you know what to do uh dynastydepot.com whether you're buying selling you want to get into dynasty on the ffpc or you built a monster you want to sell it uh or you just want to get out just want to get in there's your your door and and that's what the dynasty depot offers 
And uh, last but not least, but Viridian Global forward slash collections forward slash goat district. Uh, just awesome gear, whether it's the goat gear. And right now, till the end of this month, if you buy any goat gear, you will be entered into a draw to win a free goat hat of your choice. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I did want to say this, though. Drew Brees uh, retired. And I, I just really quick, you know, personal, uh, one of my first uh, high stakes quarterback dynasty that I drafted was Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, it took me a long way. So shout out to him. One of the goats, uh, you, you gotta, you gotta think beat my Colts actually in one of the two Super Bowls that yeah, I got yeah, to, yeah. to experience experience with, uh, with my boy Manning out there in Indy. But I uh, wanted to, to give recognition to him and recognition to you guys for sticking with us. Uh, I hope we've added value to your listens, to your rosters. Hopefully we've added some ships, some dollar bills, some crypto, whatever you're into or winning these days, some trophies. And uh, stick with us for this off season. We appreciate you. And like we say on the weekly, we'll check you all. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy Trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish.